Peace be with you in Jesus' name. He is the author of our salvation. Jesus is the author of a new story that unfolds in our lives as children of God, saved, delivered, preserved by him forever. So we worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We celebrate that Jesus is the author of our salvation, the Son of the living God, became like us in every way to live, die, and rise for us so that we might share in his eternal life. We celebrate his goodness and cherish the mystery of his presence among us. Psalm 128, Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall be blessed, and it shall be well with you. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you see your children's children. Peace be upon us. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. We need to confess our sins to God our Father. Good Father, we need you. We need to put you above all else. O loving Lord, inspire us with your goodness, that we may be guided by your love. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. As a called servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Having received the forgiveness of Christ, hear these words. The peace of the Lord be with you. Let us pray. Merciful Father, we celebrate that Jesus, your Son, has written our salvation. In your patience and loving kindness, may we now live out the story of our salvation, today and forever. In your holy and living spirit, may we grow in wisdom and faith. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. As we celebrate the author of our salvation, we turn to his written word, first from the book of Genesis, chapter 2, beginning at verse 18. The Lord God said, It is not good. For the man to be alone, I will make a helper suitable for him. 
Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. And the man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. This is the word of the Lord, and thanks be to God. Our epistle lesson is from the book of Hebrews, chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. For since the message spoken through angels was binding, and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment, how shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also testified to it by signs and wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. It is not to angels that he has subjected the world to come about which we are speaking, but there is a place where someone has testified, What is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? You made them a little lower than the angels. You crowned him with glory and honor and put everything under his feet. In putting everything under him, God left nothing that is not subject to him. Yet, at present, we do not see everything subject to him, but we see Jesus, who is made a little lower than the angels, now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death, so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. In bringing many sons and daughters to glory, it was fitting that God, for whom and through whom everything exists, should make the author of their salvation perfect through what he suffered. Both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. 
So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. He says, I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters. In the assembly, I will sing your praises. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, he says, here am I and the children God has given me. Now, since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death, he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. For surely it is not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants. For this reason, he had to be made like his brothers in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. This is the word of the Lord. And thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Mark, the 10th chapter, beginning at verse 2. Glory to you, O Lord. Some Pharisees came and tested Jesus by asking, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? Well, what did Moses command you, he replied. They said Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. Oh, it was because your hearts were hard that Moses wrote you this law, Jesus replied. But at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. When they were in the house again, the disciples asked Jesus about this. He answered, Anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another man, she commits adultery. And people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and blessed them. This is the gospel of the Lord. And praise to you, O Christ.
the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God is watching. As our stories unfold, God has always been watching. God first set the story of mankind in motion, and he has always known that he must be carefully watching as it unfolds. God is the author of the whole of creation. He speaks and things happen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And God spoke, and the story began. Well, but with people involved, anything could happen, and God would be ready. He would need to shape and bend and adapt the story again and again. God would do clever and amazing things to write the story, to always be turning it towards what is good and right and true. God had created the man Adam. And he had put Adam in this wonderful garden, the Garden of Eden. And he had given Adam the work of tending the garden and taking care of it. But just his work in the garden was not enough for Adam. Adam was lonely. And this was not the story that God wanted for the man he had created. So God brought the man, all the wonderful creatures that he had created. And Adam gazed into the eyes of furry and friendly creatures. He watched the beauty of soaring and flying birds across the air. But this was not enough. Adam needed a companion. Adam needed a helper, someone to share in his story. So one night as the man was deep in sleep, tucked into the world of dreams, God spoke. And the story of a new life began. God, the author of creation, made a woman from the man. In this, God had created a family. God had created companionship. God had created a new story. Life could be lived together in relationships that make the story so much better. I hope uh, the story of your life is blessed by the people and relationships that God has brought you. Still, God is watching as your story unfolds. God is ready for every twist and turn in the story. Do you believe? Do you believe this, that he is the author of the story? 
Do you believe that he is the one creating your story? Do you believe that he is the one saving your story? He is the one shaping and bending and adapting your story to be good at every turn? Well, people were starting to believe that Jesus had something to say. Jesus spoke with confidence and conviction. Jesus could hear that people were challenged by every broken thing that made it hard to believe in the goodness of God. So, indeed, what has made it hard for you? Broken promises? Relationships that don't work out? We lose people that we love in different ways. We are challenged by relationships that are hard to keep going or that come to an end too soon. And right there, in the middle of everything that challenges us, there stands Jesus. The Son of the living God has come to be with us right here. God was watching, and he knew he had to come a lot closer. The one worshipped by all the angels in heaven, he came here to share in our humanity, to be flesh and blood like us. The Son of God coming so close that he can now bend and shape your story with his own two hands. God was watching. He had heard every human heart call out to him like in the words of Psalm 144. Oh, Yahweh, Lord God above, what is man that you care for him, that you would even think of him? Part your heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains so that they would smoke. So here is Jesus, the Holy One of God. I imagine you could just feel the dignity and the honor that came into you when he looked in your direction. He feels what you feel. He hears that tiny whisper in you that says, this is not what I thought would happen in the story of my life. And he says, yes, I know. Let me be the author of your salvation. I know, he says, I know you've tried. You have tried to write the best story you could. But now, let me have the pen and give me the blank pages and let me be the author of your salvation. 
God writes to us, you know. God writes to us this beautiful letter that we call the book of Hebrews. Every word is inspired with sacred meaning and holy mystery. The writer to the Hebrews tells us that Jesus is the author of our salvation. And in doing so, he's using a word that has the fire of a big idea in it. He tells us Jesus is the archagon of our salvation. This word is almost too big to define. The archagon, he is the author, he's the writer, he's the founder. He's the originator. He is the cause. He is the authority. He is the leader and pioneer of our salvation. So, how did a wandering teacher who traveled through country villages and hung out with fishermen come to be described as the Archagon, the author of our salvation. God had been watching for a long time. 2,000 years before Jesus, God was watching a man named Abraham who was living a pretty ordinary life in a very settled world. And God whispered to Abraham, Leave your country and leave your father's household and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. Now, now this would be a good story. Now the life of Abraham would be an adventure that would be told for countless generations. One man who trusted God on every step of his journey. And this is exactly why your story is so dear to God and such a great and glorious tale to be told. If your story is like Abraham's, the story of just a wandering pilgrim on this earth, looking for God, believing and trusting in him for each step, well then, the writer of the book of Hebrews says, your story is more compelling than that of the angels in heaven. For you, he left heaven. And one day, he just quietly joined you on your walk through this world waiting and watching each step you take until he understood 
just how to be merciful and faithful to you. Watching you turn toward every meaningless distraction and temptation until he understood, until he understood how to guide you like a trusted brother. And then, and then when it looks like the story is over all too soon, he destroys the power of death and frees us from the frozen fear of death. Does he have to carry you now for a little while? All the better that he can breathe his perfect holiness into you. Now, he carries you back out into the light of a glorious and perfect eternal day. Now, we watch as his, his story becomes our story and our story becomes his story all weaved together until finally we see him crowned with glory and everything is put at his feet. Now, that is a pretty good story. The story of Jesus the author of our salvation. Let me pray for you that this would be your story today and forever. Good and loving Father, we thank you, we praise you, we worship you that Jesus is the author of our salvation. Walk with us on our pilgrim walk this day. Bless us with faith and trust and hope. In Jesus' name, may we be so blessed. Amen. I invite you to join with me in speaking and sharing the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We worship God with our offering. I invite you to make your offering by sending it to our church by mail. Thank you. Bless you.
Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we ask your blessing on us and our families and friends. You are the author of our salvation. Speak your word of peace over us. May your divine love be the sentinel guarding us in our homes and relationships. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, may peace and harmony abound within our homes and throughout our country. Protect all who defend our nation and who provide protection and care in our communities. Surround them and all our families with your gracious protection. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Guide everyone who would teach and care for children. May your grace and mercy be shared by parents and pastors, teachers and friends. Give us your truth and wisdom to unite us with one another. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O Holy Spirit, hear the cries of all who call to you. We ask your healing and wellness for those who need your care. Visit, support, relieve, and restore them. Surround them with caring, loving people so that peace may be found even in the midst of hardship. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And Father, we pray for those we name before you in our hearts. Into your hands, gracious God, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord our God, for you did not leave us in our fallen state, but sent your Son, our brother, Jesus, to be the author of our salvation. He victoriously triumphed over all that is broken about us, and we have a new and eternal story to now live. By your Holy Spirit, Grant that we may in faith live as you have created, redeemed, and sustained us for all of time and eternity. To you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, 
be all praise and glory, now and forever. Amen. And the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.